welcome, ladies and gentlemen, or he, she, them, or they. Welcome to Mariana's Bumble Jumble. Today, we shall be talking about, you know, I'm not going to tell you what we're talking about yet. I want you to guess. I'll give you a minute to think. If you said photosynthesis, you are correct. (laughs) Now that you just guessed correctly on what we are talking about, most of us know photosynthesis as something dealing with plants and furthermore, they just make oxygen for us and they take our carbon and make it into food. But it's way more complex into that. So today, so far, the first part, we're talking about the parts and the functions and how they deal with photosynthesis. So we're just going to jump right into it. First, I'm going to give you the equation for photosynthesis. So our reactants are 6CO2 plus 6H2O, which is carbon dioxide plus water. Then we have sunlight. Our products of carbon dioxide plus water and sunlight is C6H12O6 plus 6O2, which is glucose plus oxygen. Oxygen is more like the byproduct of this combination. Now let's get into the structure of a leaf. The first structure we have is the stroma, which is for gas exchange, which goes into carbon dioxide. That's how carbon dioxide moves in and out of the cell, of the plant cell, because of the stroma. Then we have the guard cells that are surrounding the stroma. Then we have the upper epidermis, the waxy cuticle, the palatine mesophyll, the spongy mesophyll, the mesophyll, which is the photosynthetic cells, the vein, which is the vascular bundle, the lower epidermis, the waxy cuticle, the airspace, and more guard cells. We also have the xylem, the chloroplast, more depth into the chloroplast, which is the thylakoid, and the stroma, which is the fluid part of the chloroplast. To pick up of where I left off, the stomata is the part where the gas exchange for the carbon dioxide and is surrounded by guard cells. The xylem transports the water. Then for sunlight, we have the chloroplast, and the chloroplast is split up into two different things. We have the thylakoid, which has the which a stack of thylakoid is called granum. And the granum energizes hydrogen from H2O with the help of the chlorophyll. The chloroplast also collects sunlight energy. Then we have the stroma, which is the fluid portion of the chloroplast, which does the Calvin cycle, which is CO2, NaPH, ATP, to glucose. So now we're going to talk about how plants transform sunlight into sugar. So the process of that is photosynthesis. So photosynthesis uses energy from light to convert water and carbon dioxide into glucose, which is a sugar, and oxygen. The oxygen is then released or exhaled from the leaves while the energy contained within glucose is used throughout the plant for growth, flower formation, so pollination, and fruit development. Plant pigment molecules absorb only light in the wavelengths of 
700 to 400 Nm. This range is kind of like active radiation. It absorbs Roybiv, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, and violet, which have the shortest wavelengths but the most energy. But red has one of the longest wavelengths and carries the least amount. Chlorophyll absorbs light with the wavelengths of 430, blue and red, but it reflects green light strongly. So it appears green to us, but it doesn't absorb it. Chlorophyll A absorbs Roy, red, orange, and yellow, and chlorophyll B absorbs Biv, blue, indigo, and violet. But photosynthesis and everything, the plant, it reflects, it reflects G, which is green, so that's why it does appear green to us. Chlorophyll is the part which is in the chloroplast, which makes the leaf or the plant green because it reflects G. Now we are going to be talking about different things that impact photosynthesis, like light, temperature, pH, water concentration, and carbon, which is CO2 concentration. Light intensity affects photosynthesis because more oxygen bubbles are produced when light is closer to the beaker of the plant. So greater light intensity gives a greater rate of photosynthesis. Without enough light, a plant cannot photosynthesize very quickly. Even if there is plenty of water and carbon dioxide and a suitable temperature, increasing light intensity increases the rate of photosynthesis. Now we're gonna be talking about how temperature impacts photosynthesis. The chemical reactions that combine carbon dioxide and water to produce glucose are controlled by enzymes. As with any other enzyme-controlled reaction, the rate of photosynthesis is affected by temperature. At low temperature, the rate of photosynthesis is limited by the number of collisions between enzymes and substrates. At high temperature, the enzymes are dentured or like molded in a different way where it wouldn't work in this process. pH impacts photosynthesis is because at a too high or too low of a pH levels, the enzymes in the plant can denture, stop working, or slow down. They can no longer carry out photosynthesis in the cell to their full potential. Therefore, as the plant's pH drifts away from the best pH, the rate of photosynthesis will decrease. Water affects photosynthesis kind of indirect almost. It doesn't really does it, but it does at the same time. Water stress causes the stomata to close, which will cause the lack of availability for CO2, which is carbon dioxide. It will also cause the leaves to wilt, reducing the surface area for photosynthesis. How carbon dioxide impacts photosynthesis is carbon dioxide with water is one of the reactants in photosynthesis. If the carbon concentration is increased, the rate of photosynthesis will increase. But at the same time, like at the same point, a different factor may become limiting. Beyond this concentration, further increases in the concentration of carbon dioxide will result in not a faster rate of photosynthesis, but it would kind of like keep it 
steady almost and there will be no increase it will be at the same rate that it was it would increase then once they got to that certain point of carbon dioxide concentration the rate of photosynthesis will just stay still now we're going to do a little review of what we learned what is photosynthesis light energy from the sun is captured in plant cells by the chloroplast Carbon dioxide and light energy are required for photosynthesis. Photosynthesis also requires energy from the sun. Chlorophyll absorbs sunlight slash light energy for photosynthesis. Carbon dioxide enters the plant through the stomata. The reactants starting for photosynthesis are carbon dioxide and water. The products from Carbon dioxide and water are glucose, which is sugar or food, and oxygen. Photosynthesis is the most important chemical in the world for two reasons. How do plants gain energy from the sun and the carbon dioxide needed for photosynthesis? Chloroplasts get their green color from the pigment chlorophyll, which also makes plants green, the most important chemical on earth. Oxygen is released into the atmosphere through the stomata. Stomata are the tiny pores or openings in the epidermis skin of leaves and stems. The products of photosynthesis are glucose, sugar, and oxygen. Glucose is used as energy for the plant and stored as sugar and starch, an excellent source of energy for animals. Photosynthesis is the process by which green plants, algae, and some bacteria use sunlight to make food. Photosynthesis is a chemical reaction with specific reactants and products. The chemical reaction for photosynthesis, water is reacted, required for photosynthesis to occur. Reactant products, water is absorbed through the roots and stems. One, all energy on earth ultimately comes from the cell and we cannot make our own food, which is glucose, which we must get from plants which have generated it from photosynthesis. And two, the oxygen released by photosynthesis is also required for life. That I have covered photosynthesis. Next time that we will be together, we would be talking about cellular respiration. So until then, see you next time and enjoy this little jam session I'm about to put on for y'all.